Welcome back to another episode of Rob's Garage Podcast. Thank you everyone for tolerating my solo show. In this episode, I'm going to read the phone book. I'm just kidding. We're kind of back. Kind of. The original. The original. The first. OG. Episode one. Just Not Rob and I here. What's up? Welcome back, man. I'm back. Rob's Garage uh, bumper sticker had had earned some miles. This there was yeah, but there was only two of them. That's all I had left, so I had to put it in the right spots. And uh, I think I got the right, I think two places that were highly visible where I don't think they're going to take it down right nice, away. Nice, so, nice, love that. So yeah. those who follow us on Instagram at Rob's Garage Podcast, uh, we have a bit of a touring um, a, a, a touring aspect of our bumper stickers that. Uh, We'll just say each of us, wherever we go, we, we try to post up our, our bumper sticker for a little bit of promotion. And, and so Rob was in Seattle, and he completely desecrated the city, defaced it. I got a lot of miles now that I think about it, because since we've had the stickers, we have the bumper stickers now, yep. which are bigger and uh, more visible. But we had the little round ones, too. And there's one of those up in Havana, Cuba. <laughs> International. There's one in... Uh, El Fuego a, is, like, proud of that. There's a couple there, actually. I'm sorry. Do you a, know Rob? I that, know Rob. Oh, yeah, Fuego. <laughs> I'm sure he's like that. You know what? Let me tell you something. That sticker right there is from a number one guy, Rob. I don't know if I told Fuego about that. We were talking about him most of the time. Now he would have flown up here and wanted to be on it. Yeah, if he could get up here. Yeah, what Fuego, do you know about the podcast? Great. Are you kidding? We'd put yeah. Fuego on here. Let him drop his international, I know better than everyone else guy. <laughs> but he, and there's a couple in Savannah, Georgia. Havana and Savannah. Miami. Aye. Where else? Right. Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. New Jersey, up and down New yeah, Jersey. New Jersey. Right? Yeah, I was, yeah, I messed Exit up. Exit 88. I should have put it because I know it'll go in the Bond Street bar right above the toilet. Boom. Where's it, that? It's in Asbury. <laughs> Perfect. But uh, when we were there, I didn't have the stickers. So yeah. you're going to have to... Uh, to start uh, yeah, I need to reorder. I guess we need to reorder. Yeah, what did our official sponsor, uh, Sticker Mule? Hello, <laughs> we need we need to re up here. He was finding deals, right? Is that what it was? He found like a promotion, like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those were good stickers, though. They were yeah, but uh, yeah, space so sh- age polymer high adhesive, Rob. So we should. Uh, well, then it'll stick to the walls at the screwdriver bar <laughs> in Belltown. <laughs> And the Five Points Cafe, right Ooh. underneath the uh, the uh, Space Needle, right nice. near there. Nice. That sounds like a stoner cafe, was it? it you know, it's a 24-hour... Th- they stop serving liquor at two. They'll take the beer out of your hand. You know, the, the big wow. biker dude behind the bar, it looked like. But that's, they were... That's, uh, that's a very un... Atypical of the Pacific Northwest, because usually they're very passive-aggressive. Yeah, well, I think, they, I think that was a... Uh, a lot. He, this guy, I don't know if he was, you know, because by the time we got there, it was like two in the morning. I was pretty well out of it. We were just looking for food and then go back to the uh, hotel room. But uh, the, everyone said this place was open 24 hours. And yeah. It's kind of like a horseshoe bar with two sides to it. And it looks like a diner on one side and like a total or like a rundown diner on one side and the other side just looked kind of like a shitty old dive bar, like rock yeah. bar. And then I realized that Dan. Carmine and myself had been there before when we tripped. We went out there, took the trip out there. Oh, fuck, Rob. Now I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> We've canceled intern day. He's fired. All right. It, you know, it's, it's no pleasure to do at and work. Taco. And and so, yeah, big announcement for the Rob's Garage podcast. We no longer are offering college credits. <laughs> intern Dan, he is canceled. Pictures down. 
your his name can no longer be a part of the vocabulary of the podcast. It's over. Well, this guy was dead it, to us. He's a friend, and we were traveling together out there for fun. We just picked a city. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you want to go? Here it was. So him, I, and the ragu went out there fifteen years ago. Mm. Fifteen years ago, I think. That's now. crazy. Yeah, but I, I realized after, you know, being out in front of this square with all these leaves on the ground, I'm like, I've been here before. It was definitely yeah a spot that we stopped Well, it's at. much different now, especially that area, the Space Needle. I feel like there's been a lot of renovation, like that they built that park. Yeah, that, that, I don't remember that being there last time. I don't, the Pop Culture Museum underneath it was there. Yeah. The, and it was yep. a smaller area, I felt like, or wherever Courtney Love did the... Let me shut my thing yeah. off. I don't know why. Who's blowing me up? That was Chris. Chris, he's he's pining to be on the show right now. Unfortunately, you might have to call him. <laughs> he, yeah, we might have to do that. I think he's uh, he's working on his Christmas list. Yes. logging in those hours. I know like it's a dutiful father that he is. Uh, Christmas. <laughs> deal with that shit. I'm glad I don't have kids. Just to have to yeah. well, kids are probably easy to shop for though. Yeah, you know, like you know what they want. I always didn't like the pressure of. My daughter's at that. We almost had that conversation this past week because we, I had to, you know, break down the news that tooth fairy. So Lola, oh, you <laughs> she uh, she lost a tooth this past week, and now even though she's ten, I mean that's pretty late to lose a tooth, but she had like overcrowding. Yeah, and so just randomly we <laughs> we were walking around and she, and she lost a tooth, and. It was just another one was just making room, right? Oh and, yeah, yeah. And so she's like, "Oh, I I like when the tooth fairy comes." What to do? our house because she leaves glitter and I'm like okay you know I just let it ride mm-hmm. and then so when she went to sleep that night uh you know Heidi wrote up a letter and we we ran out of uh glitter right and so we just kind of used like these little pebbles or whatever just <laughs> something to like keep it going pebbles then, where'd you get <laughs> I have no idea why we had pe- pebbles but like the bottom from a fish tank like colored ones they're like very that? small ones uh. I I honestly don't know where they come from but it's not it maybe from our trip to Maine, Lola collected a bunch of rocks and all. Oh, of they that. were literally like, like legit real pebbles, like exactly. Nature shit. Yeah, but they did look like the fish tank ones. So anyway, the next morning, Lola was having breakfast, and she just you know she's at the age where she's aware and she's you know she's ha- has a developing view of the world and and concepts, and mm. she just looks up looks up at me very disconcerned and goes. Is the tooth fairy real? Yeah. <sighs> and I said, "Why are you asking?" She goes, "That's Heidi's handwriting." <laughs> and really? So, yeah. And so I just kind of, I owned up to it. I mean, she's old enough that I yeah, can't lie yeah. to her, especially on you know for something like that. And I was like, "Well, listen, it's you know the tooth fairy is something that you know kids get to enjoy with their parents, and mm-hmm. you know." And she was a little disappointed, but not like heartbroken. Yeah. And then so she was getting ready for school or whatever. And then she comes back with like the dollar and she goes, you can have your money back. What? Oh, <laughs> just like stabbed to the heart. And oh, I was like, no, no, that goes to your piggy bag. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> gonna get, is that going to come back? From but then she started, well, the Easter, but like she started yeah, naming of all of the holidays. And then thank God, um, our, our friend who we dog sit for just kind of comes in the door and like everything was distracted. And so we didn't, she goes, she said Santa Claus 
And I was ready to like have her sit down. Like, you know, could you imagine breaking that news right before school on a Monday? And you know? a month from Christmas. A month like, from Christmas. Do that shit in yeah. January when you're freshly forgotten. But it's what? coming down the pike, man. It's, uh, I don't it's even coming know. down the pike. I don't even know how to deal with that. I found it easier yeah. to deal with. Uh, so, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to digress. No, that was your, no, your story there. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, I don't know. What were we talking so about? So, with the oh, Space the, Needle. Oh, that park. Yeah, that. That uh, underneath it, I just don't remember it going towards the water like it does now. And I guess there's that playground that the Bill and Melinda Gates put in right there. Yeah, and then there's a concert venue too. Yeah, I saw. I, we didn't see that, but I know that it, it just looked a little different from what I remembered. Yeah, and when when I was there last summer, uh, it was towards the end of August. Um, we were Heidi and I were walking around because I, I did that event like that esports event. So okay. I was at PAX West, and PAX West is just like it's like a gaming convention for. Com- it was in Seattle. It's it's in Seattle every year. Oh, it is, and it is like the mecca of esports and gaming. And uh, my God, thank God that there's an outlet for those folks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I mean, it was all cosplay, so people dressed in character and all I mean, of that. I and see it these was, people. I've never. I don't see them in real life. I. I, oh, dude. I mean, I've seen it on TV, but I haven't seen these guys. Or even that, they look, sounds like Comic Con or Big Star time. Wars premiere. That, that's or all it is. And it is just the annual. It's so they have a PAX West and a PAX East in Boston in April. PAX West is end of August, early September. But that's the big one out there. That's the big one. And all of the esports brands are there. All the computing and gaming companies are there. But it is just an absolute pilgrimage of people that don't leave their house on a daily basis. And, but, but again, thank God there's an outlet. Dorks. Yeah. There go. <laughs> Hi, this is Rob. This is, uh, Nerds. Oh, what the hell? Come on. <laughs> you, you know, I'm riding my professional shit. line, you know, because they are, you know, I, I, I do yeah, but have clients in that they, world. You can say nerds. They call <laughs> yeah. themselves nerds or geeks or something like that. But just yeah. probably what I would say is maybe more Dorks. socially yeah, inept people. Totally. Totally, but but they're in their element. So, right. so anyway, I was there for work. Heidi had come out to meet me because it was one of those weekend type of things mm-hmm. that, you know, you just try to bookend. And we were walking around the Space Needle area, and it was just hordes of, you know, tweens and teenagers with no clothes on going to a concert. I'm like, what the hell is happening? So that's how I discovered that they had that amphitheater oh, well, yeah. in that area, and it was like some. We had a we had two full days there i mean because we were staying outside the city at her brother's house so we got to get you know we got the best of both worlds we were out in a little more of nature and then when we went uh it was just helen and i for the two days so we walked around that whole place and we kind of have to you go to these places i always do it anyway when you're looking for something that you should see helen's pretty good at researching this stuff and yep and saying well i want to hit this this and that and then i could fill in the gaps by going to a bar and asking a bartender which usually is pretty good. Like, oh, yeah, go over here, go over sure, there. Sure, sure. But they didn't have – it was the hotel. Uh, you know, the hotel had a uh, – I showed you the pictures. Of the floor we were on was like a rock and roll floor. So it had all vinyl in the room. All oh, the, nice, All yeah. the doors yeah, were yeah. Uh, like Seattle Rock live photos. And uh, they had like the kid downstairs with the Sub Pop shirt on giving out free beer as you check in. And uh, we asked everybody where to go, and they said, you know, go to Capitol Hill or Belltown. And we we're kind of right in the middle of those two things. And you think of the Space Needle's kind of right yep. in the center of that. 
but we never made it to Capitol Hill, but we were out in Belltown. I feel like Capitol Hill is kind of like a fringe neighborhood, but it's growing. It's I it's think, like the new emerging. And that's probably yeah. what I would have liked to have seen more than Belltown. But I remember I definitely went out to Belltown with the guys when we went out there before. I just don't remember the name of the neighborhood. Yeah, we, we stayed in Pioneer Square and that that area. Uh, don't change, Pony Boy. Don't no. change. Like that's such a, a, a strange, unique neighborhood. So we went out there and I happened to look up. I didn't. You know, we didn't know this. I just happened to see that the Sounders were in the championship of the MLS. Yeah. And it was that day that we got there. So I'm like, Helen's like, you want to get tickets? I'm like, I wasn't thinking that, but it's probably ridiculous because from what I've heard, Seattle is like the number one town in this country for MLS. The Sounders in Portland, too, I think. Portland and surprisingly enough, Atlanta. Really? Major soccer town. Wow. I didn't. But uh, so that. I don't. I guess they do. They have their own stadium out there. That that uh, Atlanta. No, the in Seattle, the Sounders is right. Well, no, they share it with the uh, Seahawks. They do. All right, same, it's that, the same stadium. Century. Is it Century Link? Yeah. Okay, that's what I. The place was packed. It was seventy thousand. The biggest yeah, crowd they ever had. Broke a record, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, we went out. Th- we're like, all right, let's go by the stadium. We'll see. There's probably somebody selling tickets out there. If they're not outrageous, which they probably are, and I wasn't planning on that. But let's go. So the, we had the uh, Uber drop us off right in front of the stadium, and there was people out all over the place. But, but this was right before kickoff, so we're, most of them were off the street. Yeah, and we were in the crossing, a crosswalk. Meanwhile, I, you know, we'd already stopped at a dispensary, so I had weed on me. But it's such a <laughs> funny feeling to have it right there in your hand, talking to a cop, and there's no, yeah, issue. Yeah. So the cop happened to be from Connecticut, and we started bullshitting, and he's like, "Yeah," he's like. No, it's nice out here, but these people, they'll, they'll, uh, what, like, how did he put it? He was like, they'll, uh, they'll smile at you, tell you everything you want to hear, and then stab you right in the back. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> like the passive aggressiveness. He's like, is out real. there, you know, where we're from, people tell you right on their face or right to your face. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I ran into it. It's funny. Every time we go to the West Coast, we seem to run into the Jersey bartender. Always. Oh, nice. Uh, some nice. guy I talked to him, he's like, all right, we're in Jersey. Jersey like, strong, right, bro. Like but he's it, kind of the same thing too. He's like, it's a little weird. It's it's like the, like you said, the passive aggressive. Yeah. Nobody really gets angry. It's not like uh, I mean it, the strangest things. I, I do remember this from L.A. I don't know if it's still the same, but they yield to pedestrians on major fucking city streets. Yeah. Like yeah. these guys would stop. They're letting you cross but wait for you to get all the way up on the curb before they go. That does <laughs> not happen that's here. That's next level in Seattle, though. Yeah. That is like, it's it, it, it's it's almost awkward. Yeah. Where I feel like in L.A., it's jaywalking is, uh, you know, against the law, and you'll get ticketed and, we'll, like, we'll thrown in okay. jail and all of that stuff. Like, I have to sometimes stop myself because people are just like, what are you doing? You cannot uh, jaywalk. I thought about that when I jaywalked in Seattle. Like, I just thought yeah. we're walking down a hill. I mean, you just get to the alley in the middle of the block. I walked down the block on the side we were already on i'm like okay we'll just cross like yeah like you do like <laughs> yeah, just go exactly. across the street whenever you want and uh, i can't I, imagine anyone from the west coast coming here to like philly and just seeing like the, the pedestrians just rule the street or new york especially i mean that the people are the cars there yeah, for the most it, part but they, they have to watch out this is what i, I find f- this little th- shit is more fascinating than almost anything in life is the little differences between yeah the people in general even countries but in this country alone and, and across the you know from because we're the weird ones in the rest of the world is a little more slow or list of the country is a little slower 
yeah, a little, uh, a <laughs> little more polite sometimes. And I started to realize that this is the area that's like, if you're not used to it, yeah, it's like, fuck it, or we like I legit don't know how to react when people say good morning on the sidewalk. Like yeah. traveling, so yeah. what? 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 Yeah, exactly. Talking to me? Like, what do you want from me? Like, <laughs> why would you address me? It's that kind of shit. And then I, I, I mean, Philly's northeast. You know, like Philly, Boston, New York. I'm guessing they're all very similar yeah. when it comes yeah. to that shit. But it's really strange to just you're walking across. A, it's visibly noticeable, noticeable to us. I don't think anybody else was paying attention. I'm like, I'm all the way up on the curb, and this guy still hasn't gone. Now yeah. he's going like. The in New York. And, and like you look and they're not like mumbling under their yeah, breath or not. anything. They're just like, doo, doo, doo. I'm just going to continue listening to NPR. That's what we were driving <laughs> into the city and my brother-in-law and I'm like, uh, he, he moves over and gets in front of somebody because he had to get to the exit. And it wasn't, it wasn't by no means was it bad, but I'm like, I'm just waiting for someone to be like, you know, beep the horn or drive around you and, you know, give you the finger because that happens all the time here <laughs> yeah. for no reason. Like, I had to get over. You know, we both do the same shit. You just are on the other end of it this time. And you got to... I'm guilty of it all the time. Dude, I was walking... Uh, I think I was, like, jogging the other morning and there was a car... You know, like when you cross over an intersection and you're like, shit, I don't know if I should turn here yeah, or just yeah. go straight. Yeah. So it was clear that a car was like debating on making a left or just going over. That's fucking immediate risk. <laughs> yeah, so the guy behind the car making that decision just lays on his horn, rolls his window down and goes, go back to the suburbs, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> That shit does not happen out there. And it's too fucking... And it was honestly maybe a fraction of a second, like, just in the middle of the, the grid. You right? know, I can move to these places or live in them now, but I'm glad I'm from here because that shit is totally. just funny. Yeah. And they probably wouldn't find it funny at all. They'd be fucking horrified by it. But it's it, like, all right, that's just another asshole around here who's... And this asshole, I know what he means. You go up to the intersection and you screw around for more than two seconds. Like, what the fuck? You... <laughs> Guy behind his blood is boiling. <laughs> yeah, but so these people, um, he, he gets in front of them. No one, no one lays on the horn. No one does anything. And I'm like, wow, these people really don't drive aggressive. Either. I know, and like, all the electric cars and hybrids, it's quiet. It's, it's like so, everything's buzzing around. And, and he was like, no, these people don't do anything aggressive out here. And I'm like, it's really funny. I, I, it, that shit was noticeable. I mean, because if you cross a street in New York in front of traffic that has to yield to you they're gonna wait until they are like almost sure that they can get by you and you might feel the breeze like the the yeah. door handle hit your ass like they're not <laughs> waiting for you to get on the curb <laughs> the fuck out of my way and that's such a funny difference because i remember yeah. that it was uh it was a long time ago it would be 1998 or something we went to uh los angeles and santa monica boulevard you know in the middle of the afternoon mm -hmm. they're in the they were in the crosswalk but cars stop yeah let them go that shit like you don't do it in new york man no. you might have the right away yeah, as a you pedestrian, but you have to <laughs> fucking watch yeah you intentionally tap them with your side view yeah. side view mirror just to let them know you're there and <laughs> this is a class it was in uh i remember the scene in i think it was tootsie or something with dustin hoffman when he was he was walking in new york in a cab <laughs> like like almost hit him and he's like banging on the hood i'm walking here and screaming at him like that and i've seen not that exact thing but i've seen guys hit cabs like with their hands and yell at the cab driver in new york it's happened plenty of times and that's just not the kind of shit you see out there at all oh man tootsie dude i can't tootsie all right hold on i, I I'm wasn't tootsie, to I, wasn't I don't know hold on here we go
because uh, he he was before he was dressed in drag. Maybe it wasn't. To, it was a Dustin Hoffman movie where he he was screaming at like the uh, I'm walking here. I think maybe if you put that. In All right, hold on. Let's see here. I don't know. I feel like that's a scene from every 80s movie, like in New York, right? Like coming to America. Put in, uh, put Dustin Hoffman, I'm walking here. He might. Maybe it wasn't. All right, let's see here. No. Oh, maybe it is. No, oh, wait, the, the, this one? Midnight I'm walking. Cowboy, then. Midnight Cowboy. But that's not Dustin Hoffman, is it? Yeah. That dude don't live in Seattle. Up yours. Oh, and he even does the arm gesture. Yeah. You know, where you you put one arm over the top of your elbow and hook up. That's fucking great. (laughs) But that was... What a great gesture, too. I know, right? Up yours. Ah, There was one other 80s movie where they did it in slow motion. It might have been like 16 Candles or something where they're like... Yeah. And then, of course, like the Italians have to do like their own version of it where it's like you slide the arm and then you hit your shoulder. Like a fast. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a, you don't do the hook part. What was this? You just what you was just that? Go, oh, what was that uh, fucking shit you used to do with your wrist and the ball? Oh, the Turkish fuck you. Is that real or the, did you make that up? No, Burak, who my Turkish uh, uh, dorm mate in college, he was like a thirty-year-old sophomore <laughs> from Turkey. <laughs> so in in uh, yeah, so he had this. Um, yeah, he was super nice. And, you know, we everyone thought he was a narc or a cop because he was so old, but he was yeah. legit, you know, broken English from Turkey, just finishing up, um, uh, you know, uh, I think he was in like pre-med or something or physical therapy or something like that. But he was your roommate? I don't no, dorm mate. Oh, so like he, he lived in, the, in our, he lived on our floor. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, you know, just getting to know him and, and why, I don't know, maybe he was talking about the aggression of New Jersey people and whatever. And so he showed us like how you say, fuck you. There was no middle finger in Turkey. Yeah, yeah. So he did, he did this gesture. So all right, I'll try to explain it in the most descriptive way. I can video it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but here, I'll, I'll, right. I'll try to make, because apparently the sound is the big emphasis oh, point. So if you get where like it's a like real a loud bigger one. fuck you, the louder you go. Oh. So basically, if you hold your arm out, mm. right? And so I'm going to use my left arm. So I have my left arm out, and then you take your right arm, and then you put it on top of your forearm, mm. right? So it, it's you, you just let rest your, your right hand on your, your forearm, and then you slide it down slowly down your arm. You cross over your wrist. Now, while... You're doing this. Your left arm has like the peace sign, but then you tuck your thumb inside <laughs> your two fingers. So you're, you're making like the little, you know, dick guy walk. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, so that's what's happening with your left arm yeah. while your right arm is sliding down the forearm. And then as soon as you cross over your wrist, you bend your left arm down. Or your, then, or your wrist down. Your, right? so your, your hand. wrist down. So you're pointing it down. So mm-hmm. you've got your 
you've got the tucked fingers. And then once you slide your right arm over your wrist as it, it's bent down, you swing up your fist to make a, a loud sound with your right arm, right? So I'll, I'll demonstrate. <laughs> so so you, you slide your right arm over your wrist into your hand, and then you flop out the two fingers and dick guy and then slap the bottom of your wrist. And so that apparently in, in Turkey means fuck you. And the louder that you get the slap, the, slap. the more emphasis. You think there's an explanation of that on YouTube? <laughs> I'll, I'll search it. <laughs> All right. And we'll, we'll definitely put this on Instagram so we can yeah. tell our followers to go. <laughs> fuck you, bro. <laughs> Turkey number one. All right. All right I'm going to, I'll search it. Turkey number one. That's funny. I, I remember you doing that, but I, for all these years, I just can't remember if you made that shit up or, or, uh, or you saw somebody do it and you just uh, assign a turkey to it. Borat, uh, the middle finger rude hand gestures using hand gestures, American English lessons. Fuck you. Uh, no, that's not it. Uh, let's see. Vulgar hand gestures. I'm going to search <laughs> Turkish hand <laughs> signal. Uh, let's see. In the Turkish way, do like this. When Turkish people got tired or dissatisfied with something, they say off. For example, off, chocolate over. For strength in your emotions, you can also use ya. It could be either uh, used in the beginning of the sentence or in the end. For example, off ya, chocolate over. Off ya. Here's the thing. The best part, I bet you Borat was, or Barak, his name was Burak. Uh, he was probably trolling us. Like oh, you probably just, just made, made this up now up. that I'm thinking about it. Well, then, like he, stupid Americans, but he, that's perfect. It can't though. be it. No, I, I'm still going to believe that this is a real thing. I'm going to keep searching. Um, <laughs> Who cares? We should just do it yeah. anyway. Make it up. <laughs> Trend. I I will find it. But anyway, we'll we'll take a video and and post it on on Instagram of the middle the 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 equivalent of the middle finger. Yeah. Hold on, let me do it again. That, that was mediocre. Yeah, that one wasn't a pop like a pop slap. That was good. Oh, yeah. fuck you, number. That's <laughs> watch it. Watch that's, where you go. That's the kind of shit that that just makes me laugh now, like thinking about that. In Seattle actually it looked like it looked larger than I remember. I don't know if there's a few more high rises. It's a little vertical. It's not Oh, big time, especially down in Pioneer Square. They yeah. built high rises uh all around the stadium. Um and it's yeah, it's it's going I don't know if it's north and south or east and west, but it's it's expanding for yeah. sure. Yeah, it definitely looks like it, it's uh, you know it's more modern. Did you it, hit Did you hit the oyster place, Taylor's? No, we no. never did. We ended up going up uh, to the neighborhood above the uh, Space Needle, which my two times being out there, I've been oh. there twice. Queen Anne, I love. It's never on the been. hill. It goes up the, oh, that's the cool. hill. I've never been. It's 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 a little yuppie-ish. Too, it's hard to. I mean, I we I only have brief memories. We went to it because there's a park up there called Cary Park, where it's got a uh, an excellent uh, view of the city and great photo spot. Like we were there, it was happened like a partially sunny day, so you could see Mount Mount Rainier uh, in the background, and you know the Puget Sound all around. So it's really kind of a uh, a cool neighborhood. And then, and uh, we. Uh, we were at that park. We took some photos, and mm -hmm. then we knew we were going to go meet up with her brother. So we had a few hours to kill. So we uh, broke open the 
the candy from the dispensary. Mm. Or I did anyway. And uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I may have found you something. Found Sorry, it? Rob. Yep. All right. Oh, oh, we found the fuck you symbol. Okay, hold on. Oh, hey, this is how you do it. Hey, fuck you, man. Hey, fuck you. So he just showed where you put your thumb in between your two fingers. He didn't do the whole slide of the forearm and the hand. That might have been a so maybe that's a regional thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's only in Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, tur- Turkish single hand gestures part one on YouTube for anyone that wants well, to, to verify learn. this. <laughs> so... Tell us about your dispenser, Rainbow Rob, hitting up the, the dispensaries. Are yeah. is every place sold out now? Yeah, they, well, this <laughs> one, but this one actually started to to uh, dwindle. Look, the, the dispensary, it's awesome. It's 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 uh, you know, just having that that relaxation of not worrying about anything. I could just go right down here and get that, and you could talk to somebody about the products and yeah. feel like they came from a safe place. As now, were, there, the, were the bud tenders as stereotypical as what? No, I mean, they just look like like you would think leftover grunge kids or like hipsters. I think they're all the same type of people anyway, right generation on. after right generation. On. You know, they had the tats, the piercings. She was... How many adult skateboarders do you think there were? I didn't see any. Oh. None. And last the time before that, we saw quite a few. That we were actually stopped at a skate park and just watched for a while. You know, but that was, was 15 years ago. Mm. But it, it was. I'll tell you what, Rob. That boils my blood. What the skateboarding? No, adult skateboarders. What? Not at the park. <laughs> like that's fine. That's like your field. That's your basketball. You mean people that just just commuting on a skateboard. You're fucking forty two year old whipping around with your leg. And you oh, wanna, it drives me nuts. And you want to go to California? It drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, because there's you know there's only one person that can get away with that. Unless you're Tony Hawk, get off your skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> what about the big longboard ones cruising down by the beach? All right, maybe. That's yeah, why. That's but the incessant kick, the high knee. You got to do that to get some power. Uh, you oh. hate the look of it. And, and then the there's like pants, you so many it. variations to get off the skateboard. Like, you know, like the running walk, <laughs> hop off, or then like the skid. Oh, come on. Grow up. Oh, man. 40-year-old skateboarders drive me mad. I never thought much about them. I guess sometimes them just if they're using it to commute, I guess I don't see that that often. But watching people do real tricks and stuff like that is it's fine. It's fun. It's fine. I'm not walking down the sidewalk, dribbling a basketball, spinning around and like pretending to do a layup. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you fucking be as, I j- as I jaywalk, That'll I'm going to fu- do a crossover. That would explain the sweat though. You could totally play it off. Just That's come right. in with the fucking basketball. Yeah, every day. yeah. I just, I just ran one-on-ones, you know, on my I'm way. I'm working on my game. Oh man. The, uh, the adult skateboarders. I uh, surprisingly didn't see that many. Uh, I didn't see any. I didn't see any of that stuff. Yeah. There was a lot of homeless, though. It's but I epidemic. guess. But I don't, you know what? I, it, come to think of it, because there was an area, the cop told me this. He's like, just uh, stay away from Pike in third and second, you know, after dark. I'm like, oh, all right. And I'm like, uh, it's like in the middle of the city. What the dead in the middle of the city? How Dude, the- I drove straight. <laughs> when, when you were in Seattle, I was in LA. Yeah. Uh, and. I was staying down South Bay, like Hermosa Beach area, mm-hmm. and I had to go to the office downtown LA, and the freeways were jacked up, so Waze redirected me. Now, Skid Row downtown, everyone knows in LA, like that is... In, you mean like like downtown, like the 
Good. There's an area, like it's a neighborhood now, Skid Row. Like there's Where Skid Row it? Deli. It's downtown LA, like third and... Olive, I don't, I, it's something but that's like what that. It, uh, but L.A. downtown is where though. It's not like the the city part, like the no. It's it's the actual. It's what we think of a city, like that yeah, small that part, grid yeah. of L.A. Yeah, the, but it's it's um, it is wet or excuse me, east. It's it's call it twenty miles east of like Santa Monica. Oh, okay, twenty so, miles. Yeah, yeah, so like. 15, 20, yeah, it's it's probably a 15 miles, Shit. right? And that's the thing where it's like, oh, it's only 15 miles away, but it takes two hours with traffic mm-hmm. type of deal. Yeah. So anyway, um, you can get to the beach, to downtown, taking all surface roads when the freeways are jacked up. But I drove down through South Central yeah. into downtown, and... There were, it was just tent city after tent city. Really? Uh, Literally yeah. like Skid Row had like little stores. It was called the Skid Row Deli. Oh, really? it, you know, like selling, it's awful like because 40s. it was like booze and, and lottery tickets. Yeah. Like Skid Row Deli. I mean, but it was more than I've ever Single experienced Lucy's. before. Yeah, that, I, I can't imagine. What I, I mean, it's got to be more advantageous to... Uh, be a bum <laughs> in warmer climates. Yeah, I mean that's a smart but, move. I'm going there if I if yeah, I lose everything. I'm, I'm going straight to Key West. There you straight go. Straight to Key West. Uh, I'm, being, I'm not even going to fuck homeless, around with cold nights. Being homeless in Key West. I mean that's almost just like living there regularly. It really is. And <laughs> you maybe don't need that's a like massive appeal to me. One of my favorite places on the world. But um, yeah, that the the city like that. There was some homeless, but you have a ton of homeless right here around the corner and. Uh, so it, it wasn't it wasn't outrageous. It's the uh, it just the difference in the bum. They're not they're really kind of uh, they're again they're passive too. It's really not like here they're kind of oh where they beg for money and if you don't give them the appropriate mouth or amount they'll mouth off to they you make. like you know it's it's an issue that I have at my office where there's a there's a, um, a shelter mm-hmm. around the corner of the office and you know. I, I walk, we talked about it. I yeah. walk to work and it's like, if I give money to every person that asks for it, I'd, I'd be bro- I'd yeah. be on the street myself. Yeah. Right. But every now and again, you know, because y- you see these people and the ones that aren't super mentally ill, not that you develop a rapport, but I mean, they're humans. I yeah. make, you know, like you nod, you, you kind of, and, and this is, I've been here for five years, mm-hmm. right. This office. And so I'll go into the deli and I'll get fruit or, I'll, whatever I'm getting, coffee, a, a sandwich, but I'll pick something up for some of the, the homeless. Mm-hmm. And sure shit, you know, you, you hand someone a banana or an apple and they just huff. But, and like, it's like, this it? The, yeah, the, motherfucker, this is it. Like, you're lucky that I'm I like, know. and so you can't win. Yeah. That, you can't win. That, I would like, like to give the money to the guys who are doing something, like performing or yeah. that shit. But there was a few of that out there. But you know what's funny about the uh, talking about the cities and the differences of the cities is also the fucking size of them. Mm-hmm. Like going it, it, to most Seattle, Miami's actually a pretty vertical city now. Yeah, watching it like from a distance, I'm like, wow, that's there's a ton of brick wall. It looks a little more urban, but we're used to that urban thing. Like you said, L.A. is sprawl, sprawl, yeah. and fucking suburbs all over the place. It's yeah. not hardcore urban like we've always we grew up with. We're used to that. And then you go someplace like Austin, Texas, and I'm like, 
and they're, <laughs> everything's you're, three stories. You're <laughs> driving out there and you're looking at this the skyline and you're like, dude, this is fucking Red Bank. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the Capitol building is like the ins- big building. Yeah, it's insane that uh, you're not used to that to actually look at the act, and which again, I'm a fucking broken record my entire life, but the size of fucking New York City and the 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 energy and the verticalness of it is yeah. unmatched it's unparalleled it's yeah. fucking although i will say tokyo i, was I say, got yeah the only two other cities i and i've never been to them that i could think would be rival it in that are like hong kong and tokyo yeah absolutely like what would rival it vertically and yep the mass it's absolutely cities that i've been to tokyo for sure i was i was completely in awe of how massive it was in terms yeah. of the traditional East Coast style city yeah. um, with the high rises and and the population, but what makes it a wonderful place is that it's as sleepy as an Austin, Texas. Really, <laughs> like, even though there's as many people anywhere in the world, it is just the respect, the order, and just the culture. Because you're not, you know, it's not culturally appropriate to be loud and obnoxious, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, and it's literally everyone abides by staying on the left side of the sidewalk or the right side, and, they, and there's no one honks a horn. There's no, there's no. Um, uh, like uh, potholes in the street. There's right. no sanitation or garbage on the street. It's it's just amazing. That it, that is insane because yeah. I just think of like something that enormous and that it's like a heartbeat. It's just constant pumping people <laughs> going everywhere. Yeah. And it, and yeah. what we're used to is act like it, just <laughs> do what you want. I guess I don't know. Like, like, I mean, do what you can do to get ahead or get a, or survive. Yeah, I mean, our generation, the la- I will say and go on the record, the last great generation. <laughs> oh, the last. Gen X. <laughs> but being a teenager going to New York and, and it was literally a playground. It was. I mean, it, it was an absolute playground and that's everyone exactly treated the way it, it that like, way. Like, I imagine what a, a kid would be like walking into Disney. It was what it was like to go to New York when we <laughs> absolutely. were teenagers. It was absolutely like, what? like you're looking up, your eyes are right where are we go. But I almost feel like everyone, even people that lived there or worked there or adults at the time, it was that was the environment. It was just not lawless, but you kind of felt that way yeah. where it was just this. Well, it, it, it was a few years removed from almost lawless, though. Like right. the, eight, the 70s and 80s was fucking, there was parts downtown that were hell and they just, you did what you want. What a, what a fall from grace too, because Giuliani changed that city. Yeah, and he, now look at him. Now yeah, he's the, he's the crazy old man, crazy grandpa <laughs> who uh, I don't, they, they keep speculating might end up getting because you know, his day too. But he said he, something on Fox news the other day where, you know, he's, he's like, you know, all these people speculating that, you know, Trump's going to throw me under the bus and uh, I don't think he'll ever do that. But you know, what I like to say is that I have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that wrestling match. How in the fuck I'm is this, you, this, whole, is this house of cards coming down yet? Like, Vince McMahon, I'm waiting for him to kind of come out. Vince McMahon? Yeah, because this, this feels like the yeah, WWF. I know. Yeah, like, yeah. The you're fired. That's basically what we've elected. Hulk Hogan's going to come in and like, you know, like hand down the impeachment. It, you're out, brother. You know what? <laughs> or fuck the impeachment. Getting up on his staff, you know, yelling at, Fucking Bernie Sanders during the election. Like, I, I used to think about like how funny it would be for like Saturday Saturday Night Live to do a skit where it would be all the pro wrestlers in Senate. Like and that's <laughs> how they would pass a law. Like imagine like Jesse the Body Ventura and, and Ran, Randy Macho Man Savage and Hulk Hogan like <laughs> <laughs> fucking yelling at each other. Voting on something. 
Nay, the, brother. The chairs start flying. And oh, yeah, I vote for that. <laughs> You're no gorilla. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it, it, I can't imagine. It, it feels like it feels absurd. Congressman Andre. Co- Congressman Giant. <laughs> do, you, do you approve House Bill 3252? What's that? <laughs> Hogan? Motion denied. <laughs> and then, like, they would, yeah. Then, then there's like a filibuster, and then they all get up and start throwing chairs at each other. Mean Gene Okerlund. There. It's it's pandemonium in the place. The House and Senate is going crazy. It kind of feels like that now. It feels like a fucking absurdity. Clamp. That's what I'm saying. Vince Mc, Mc, McMahon is like the mastermind. I'm surprised he didn't get a this. spot in the, his administration. Fucking all these clowns yeah, he brings. Yeah, yeah. I, He's the head of Homeland Security, Vince McMahon. <laughs> they, that would be a good skit. They should I know. Start, send that into Saturday Night Live. Hey, you guys need to write some. Uh, the bushwhackers at the border. I think it's uh, all those are like old school now. And they'd be like, they're a little outdated. I, we don't dude, know. that's the only reference I've got. I don't know. You know any, so I don't I, know like, any of the I've lost touch since I'm 12. I have yeah. no idea. The Rock, maybe? I don't even know if he's still. Do- I don't know anything about that shit. It's Does the house a- smell what I'm cooking? <laughs> can't <laughs> be any worse. Can't be any fucking worse. <laughs> no. That in the clown college. <laughs> oh man. Um. I don't. So sorry. Your dispensary is better. Oh yeah. Back. I forgot about that part of it. Yeah. It was a, you know, it was a nice, beautiful little building in the middle middle of Redwood that we would was about ten minutes from my brother in law's house and. Was to stop there three or four times during the week, and I found uh, the dispensary. Mm-hmm. You stopped every three days. I stopped there a few times. I gotta buy something. Buy something here. I I know what I would do as soon as it. And I heard that something just. Oh, you know, honey, I'm middle. out of gummy bears. Can you make a stop? It fucking doesn't work. <laughs> I'm, I'm pissed. Any edible we have is that, that's. Oh man! I can't. So you're at the next level. It just if if I buy a hundred milligram bag, oh, I could probably eat the whole bag, and God it bless probably you, dude. I might be like whacked for a while. But eating ten, twenty, it just doesn't do anything. Doesn't oh, do anything. Man. But uh, yeah, the, we stopped there quite a few times, and uh, I would pick from the different categories they have. You know, adventurous. Uh, so what was the their scale? It was, uh, it was. So they put it in the middle of their. Uh, one of the cases, and it had branches of a tree. Do you want to give them a shout-out? Origins? Origins and Redmond. Okay. Check it out. Yeah, they have a couple of locations, but, yeah, they were definitely... Uh, do they have a bumper sticker? I don't think they do. Mm. No, but they Next had a time. little merch shop with all this fancy, like, Pacific Northwest T-shirts. They were just too hokey for me. Yeah. I, I needed something with a little more edge, and they yeah. didn't have it. But they... Uh, yeah, they did the different uh, branches of this tree were more on the Indica side was... Party goers, which they, you know, described as little, you know, you're in control, you're not tired, everything's cool, you're just happy, a little bit of that. And then the next one was, uh, shit, if I can remember what it was, after midnight thing, it was like, like, uh, more like the Indica couch, Indica, like when you're done, this is your late night, chill out. In the middle of the tree where the trunk is, they had like two branches and it was more holistic stuff. So it was a lot of CBD. All right, I'm going to pull oh, up the yeah. website. Is yeah. this it? Origin. Okay, yep. so you want me to pull up the so Redmond menu? Yeah. I, I, right. I wonder what... 
Oh, look at that cute little marijuana leaf dance here. Yeah, oh, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so All this right. looks like a timeline, if you will. So yeah. it breaks down on the left side under the indica column. It's party goer, after hours, holistic. And then as you get closer to sativa, it says social, adventurous, and self-discovery. That means you're in outer space. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> so it, it, uh, the on the tree... On the uh, right side with the sativas, the social and party go- or uh, adventurous were kind of like this, like like a two like a hybrid. split branch. They were kind of like they're kind of the same. And again, you know, this stuff is, I think, all uh, subjective to the user, like what you get from a person. Yeah, I, I mean, I I thought indica was the more relaxed sort of in the couch kind of thing that you said. That's what I've always ex- explained. It, this has it as party goer. Well, I think it meant like you're you're not. You're not like it's not You're real heady. It's going like to be more relaxed. It's going to be paranoid. Mm-hmm. And so that one, I was definitely almost more more interested in that category. Basically, than me when I try it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we went there right down the line. Got a little bit of everything. But I, I, I know if if that was place was around the corner from me, I probably wouldn't use the carts nearly as much. The carts. The cartridges. Ah. Uh, the vape cartridges. So that's the oil. Yeah, the oils. <laughs> but uh, but they had everything. They had like concentrates like thick wax and mm. all that other shit that I've never that messed with. That's what the kids with. call dabs. That's what they were all doing. Like the dabs. Like, so I asked the girls, I'm like, what do you like? What do you do? And she's like, oh, I just do strictly dabs. I'm like, right, her tolerance is probably through the That's roof. That's the and new she's vape. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like just hit really hard stuff. But she, you know, they recommend stuff, but I don't think that they know as much. So I just like, all right, I'll take your recommendation and we'll see what it is. So I got something from each branch and, uh, or each one of part of that scale. And I can tell you that there was, a, I got some bottles of this stuff called Zoots. It's like a Visine bottle almost. Mm. And you just take it off and you, you take the cap off and you pour the liquid into the cap and that's a five milligram dose. They had two different kinds. It was Yippie Kaye, which is the, the up, you know, you're out having fun. Yeah. And then the other one was Kickback. That's like, put you down. So it's like a tincture or like a, like, you, like, like a, a yeah, like a little squeeze bottle with a tiny little, and like just like a Visine bottle. If you were to take Visine and put right. it in your eye, it's got that little stem at the and end. So you just you just drop it you on can, your tongue. You can, or you could just take it and put it in the cap, and the cap measures five milligram dose, and you mm. could throw it in water. Put and, it right uh, in your eye. Put it right. <laughs> but this shit, the uh, Yippie Kaye, it, I didn't feel anything. You didn't turn into Bruce Willis. No, didn't mm. do because it's mixed too. That was liquid form, so it's mixed. So the I forgot what the ingredients were on the Yippie Kaye, but the kickback had chamomile and melatonin in it. Oh, that's nice. It, it, this shit is utilitarian. <laughs> it fucking puts you to sleep. By the end of the, yeah, but like in and out sleep, but just I was n- like my body felt like what your foot feels like when you buy brand new socks. It was <laughs> fucking just great. I, I was laying around half conscious because it was at the end of the day, and it's we like were. You were in an opium den. It was it, it, basically. <laughs> Because we were out, we were out uh, all day, and I was tired. But I took this stuff, and I was just laying there, and I could, you know, I hear what they're, you know, everybody's talking about. We're just kind of watching TV, so it was perfect. It wasn't like we we're at dinner socializing. We we're all on the couch just watching TV, and this shit just knocked me down. And it wasn't like knocked me down like um, really high and fucked up. I'm yeah. just really relaxed and really comfortable and drifting in and out of sleep in that blissful like. Wow. So that stuff is like gold now. Like it, it's not even for uh, 
if I can't sleep, if I have that insomnia moment, this shit is going right in. You, you might out. have to make a pit stop over to my parents' house. Oh, yeah? My dad fell off yet another ladder and broke his shoulder. Did he? Re- what? Yep. What was he doing on a ladder? He was, like, painting one of the, the bedrooms, which I probably didn't need it, but he was, like, touching something up. And apparently, instead of walking down the ladder like you're taught to yeah. by turning around and walking down it, mm. he walked down it forward-facing. <laughs> it's like ladder 101. Yeah, it, My dad loves falling off ladders. I <laughs> like, didn't know I don't he understand. did that before. When was the first time? Well, you remember the Josh's story about the, oh, yeah, the ladder the that stole ladder. Christmas. I hate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he was power washing the roof one year, and he fell off a ladder and broke his ankle. Jesus. And now he broke his shoulder. And now he's, se- he's 76, 77 years old. So and so he's out like for 12 weeks with this robo arm. Out of what? Well, just out of it, like yeah. not. In, yeah. <laughs> he's out he's of gotta be. Re- <laughs> it's gotta be real fucking pleasant to be Could around. You imagine? The coach? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's been driving my mom crazy, and uh, I called him last night because it happened while I was traveling, yeah. right? And so I wanted to check in, and and so I called him last night. And he's like, "I thought you didn't love me. You didn't call." <laughs> like I was on the road. <laughs> How's your shoulder? And he goes, "Oh man, those pain meds." So he was telling me like they they gave oh, him Percocets. Yeah. And he was just out of it. He had, like, a bad reaction to that. And, um, you know, my mom's, like, yelling in the background saying, you know, he was asking for dinner at noontime. Like, he was just in. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah. like Jesus. Yeah. Could you imagine my dad on Percocets, <clears throat> like, just in La La Land? And so uh, they had changed. So he didn't like that. Mm. And, and so they had given him some other type of... Um, I think it was hydrocodone or something like that. I'd never heard of it or uh, so anyway, so a new pain med and, but it's still like, I'm afraid him taking those type of like um, opioid driven. Yeah, sure. Uh, As with anybody now. right? So if you have anything that you you would be willing to kind of uh, caretake him for. (laughs) Yeah. For the pain. uh, I, like this is, I don't even think there's probably a something to just to mellow him out, right? Yeah, that like, shit would be like, yeah. But because uh, he has to sleep in a recliner because he can't lie down. Oh yeah. So he's in like his lazy boy for twenty four. I mean, he's in there for twenty three hours a day anyway. Yeah. Now he has to sleep over <laughs> overnight in it because he's uh, he in this big. Probably cast. would he, he might benefit from that, you know? Because this thing just show up. Oh hey Rob, hey take this. Oh. Put it in little. <laughs> How did, does your mom know about it? Does she? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, no yeah. worries. Like I showed up there with a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would be fine. Take I think. This. She, yeah, of all the things, I mean, mm. you know, anything to kind of curb his. I think he's kind of slowed down drinking as mm. well, and so I think anything. That's that would what this shit does. It stops, you know, slows that down right away. But I know <clears throat> what I was going to say before is if this place is on the corner, or eventually does come, which I actually side note, I just read today that they're going to do a vote on legalization or decriminalization. I forgot what it was in Congress on, on uh, Wednesday for New Jersey for the country. Ah, so I don't know what I just, it was a headline again. I didn't dive too deep into it, but I can't imagine that moves forward during an election. No, because you think they're all going to use it as their, I would even be surprised if Donald Trump pulls that out in the summertime, like, I'm going to legalize weed, no steal way. some people no from way. the other side. No. He don't give a fuck about. Well, yes, he does, because all those big tobacco. Well, 
the, like those those, those are the lobbyists ones, that I would imagine. The, those are the ones fucking the vaping industry right now. Yeah, and They're, look what he's doing there. Yeah, he it's backed off thing it with though. Can- he just backed off it. I don't know why, but he he. I read something that he backed away from the vaping thing. He's not using. He I guess he's. And now it's just going. flavored vapes. Yeah, and I understand what people are going nuts about. I think New York banned them, maybe flavored or all flavored. I think there was with their way in, and I I get you don't want your kid vaping. You don't. It, it's it's stupid. Why even start the the vaping thing? Some yeah, because I feel like, like you know that that also has like a culture to it. It does. Like and your, your that's what's getting start. the kids, not the fucking yeah. flavors. They can go get candy legally. Yeah. Stupid. Next thing and, you know, they're doing the Turkish fuck you wearing yeah, Jenko exactly, jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand parent hysteria and it, to use that as a uh, leverage. Like, oh, you don't want your kids vaping, so don't ban it. Like, we gotta have another thing banned. Parent your kid. Yeah, they can go get cigarettes legally. Well, they're still on the fucking market. Yeah, and the, so yeah, it's and you, those kids that believed in the tooth fairy too well, long. You, that's what. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> so they're yeah. You're safe. <laughs> but do you think they uh, banning this shit or even the flavors make a difference? I mean, oh, the kids want the fruity flavors. Well, then they can go get fucking candy and have fruit flavors, not yeah, the fucking vaping shit. It's stupid. It's it's stupid, and I believe that you find people like Philip Morris lobbying against this shit Big time. to do it. Yeah. So. Uh, with the well, with yeah, I mean, those good old boys aren't going to let the marijuana wacky tacky. Yeah, uh, but I think that they're pretty soon they're going to be a pretty fucking powerful ha- lobbying. Yeah, well, they're going to have to adapt. Obviously, I think the cat's out of the bag. They can't stop it. It's coming. It's on same its, thing it's with rolling. the alcohol companies. Yeah, yeah, they don't want it. They were they. I read any or, me, any moment now that next time you go to that dispensary and Anheuser Busch has made an investment to Bud Weiser. Well, why? This is what I never <laughs> understand. Why the hell don't they do that? Like I never understood why Philip Morris has got a ton of power. Why didn't they just get into the vaping game and outspend the other guys and keep everybody? Or why doesn't Exxon Mobil get into fucking solar panels with the money? Why don't they move forward yeah. into new industries? Well, a lot of times what they do is they'll invest in other companies. Mm-hmm. So like even even big cable does that, like Comcast. Mm. You'd be surprised how much money they invest into like other mobile competitors. Like Netflix like and shit like that? They, not Netflix, not streaming services, but like mobile, like clear, clear uh, mobile. You, you know, like those, those sort of fringe or boost mobile, those type of fringe providers yeah all backed by big telecom let's see and why because of what you just said right it's it's uh, exxon mobile's not going to put their name and rebrand themselves or change shift their sort of business model to go into marijuana but what they're going to do is invest in marijuana companies yeah the, and, ha- and and so they have a piece of that pie but i guess not i don't know what boost and all the, i thought them cell phone companies and shit right but, yeah but I, yeah so why are the cable companies because it's market share. So because Comcast... I guess it, I didn't think of cable and phone at the same... Internet, it's all telecom. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's all media in that, in that res- regard. Because so, that, yeah, I mean... So that's what they do. So rather than Anheuser-Busch or, you know, uh, Philip Morris, you know, take over, like, and name and brand a particular fringe product, mm. they'll just invest quietly a lot of money. But then also lobby against... Oh yeah, it's a big fucking circle it's, jerk. It's insane. I, I don't. That's uh, but th- that goes back to the way the world really works. You know, yeah. like the whole George Carlin bit about the club. Yeah, yeah, you it, ain't it, 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 it. I mean, you'd be amazed, and 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 you kind of see it in business too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's well, literally cool. like one hand is out maneuvering the other, and then somehow it comes right back around. 
seems like a shady world to be uh, dealing in the game. It, but it's dirty out there, Rob. With the, the marijuana thing, though, I, I, and I obviously just speaking from my gut reaction to what I see and read and hear, which could be complete bullshit, but uh, I th- that cat is, is out of the bag. They're not going to put it back in. I don't think it's going to go the other way. I think there's a ton of people in this. Fritz it, the cat? Fritz the cat. Oh, we got to talk about that too. With what you did. But uh, the uh, I, I think I don't think there's so many people that use marijuana throughout the entire country, and a lot of them are baby boomers. Like that whole generation's. When you get older, you come back around like, oh fuck it, I'm not worried about it. It's yeah. also a little more relaxed these days. Not and Joe Biden. Perfect drug. Hey, fucking guy he's screwing Shut himself. He's screwing shows. himself with that. He, he just put a big OK boomer on his he bumper sticker. He looks like a fucking bumbling idiot. Like he. Trump will eat him alive. And I don't mean debating wise. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the stupid base, insults yeah. will fucking, you can't trade punches with that shit. It's certainly not going to be an intelligent debate and with he, Trump. But you I, know, back to the wrestling thing, Trump naming, everyone has a nickname now. Yeah. No, it's the way he does it. it <laughs> I don't know why. I guess, I don't know. Oh, it's so that perfect. weird from around here because I feel like that's what, people from this area do he's an asshole from queens he knows how to fucking yeah yeah so we're uh, gonna have to write this skit and like send it into uh snl we should just do it with a green screen there (laughs) it'd be funnier if we played the damn parts over yeah oh so yeah i wanted with your uh regards to your uh solo show last week yes talking yes how'd it come out i didn't i I, haven't listened to it no it it was great i thought it was great like he definitely wow like so looks like a a uh a real mono, uh, monocle, a real uh, monologue. Oh. So it just kind of yeah. had that, you know, going, and it, you filled the time very well, and you okay. just had a flow to it. Nice. But the, the only thing I I had issue with is I don't remember the cat drawings yeah. having to do with sex as much as <laughs> the porn cat. <laughs> I think it was more like cats killing each other. There yeah, might have been it, a, it was just obnoxious, but but it just the iteration of once the paper was handed back to I'm, someone. Yeah. And the other thing that I forgot to mention, because this opened up a part of my brain. Now, I must yeah, have... How re- I wonder how that happened. Like, all of a sudden, you triggered one, and it was like dominoes. It just started... F- yeah, like I should probably go to therapy if I want to remember anything of my childhood or, you know, adolescence because I, I've repressed Manchester Township High School. Yeah, you repressed Manchester Township <laughs> after you left. I know. It was like 1994. I didn't uh, look back. 95. Uh, it, didn't look back. So as I was telling, you know, the story, like mm-hmm. all these thought bubbles kind of came into it. was like, holy shit. I was like recalling all of these random thought facts about yeah you know, that moment of time. But the one thing that I forgot to tell, circling back to episode one, and here we are, you and I again, was that character that you talked about, Joe... um, Romeo. Joe Romeo. He was in that class. He was in the summer school. And then he... Similar to this Turkish FU... He made up some term that's totally so, that I remember. He was yelling "Ufach, Ufach," <laughs> but he just was screaming it. And this dude would probably do it over and over and over again. That's all it was. So I walked into this absolute zoo of a classroom. You're drawing like Death Cat. Joe Romeo's yelling "Ufach, Ufach." I loved how you talked about yourself as in because I guess you know from your perspective, but then being in the same area, same place, same time. You made it sound like you were like this, I don't feel like sheltered kid. (laughs) 
I was. That's how I felt. It was my anxiety. I like, never thought of you like that. But it, like, and how, then yeah. you walking in there to like, or from the second you hit high school and Aaron dressed you, and you're you're running around there in a perpetual state of fucking astonishment. Like this is. I was a really naive kid, man. I I, think, I well, was who? I was totally. My mother's son. Who the fuck was in the know then? I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. But my brother Nick, you know, knife like knife somehow just knew the world. He was like freaking Fonzarelli when he was thirteen, and I was just like this little church boy, I don't like think, sheltered. I think I don't think knife thought about much when it came to the world. He just did, <laughs> like he didn't ponder like <laughs> shit. He just was one of those guys who just did. <laughs> <laughs> and thought about it later. Yeah. yeah. Or, and Once he was in jail. Briefly <laughs> while he was doing it. <laughs> it's like, how the fuck did I get here? Let me think about shit. this. All right, don't do that again. But the next thing is very similar, but we'll do that too. Ooh, fuck. Yeah, that, that summer school class, I do remember <laughs> vaguely. Like, I remember exactly what we were doing. And you're right. The, the, I thought you painted it well about the town and the school and then uh, even Safeli. Mm. fucking clown up there they right they were just they were just babysitting that's yeah. all it was and then yeah. you had to show up that's all you had to do was show up really right. like you they weren't grading work they weren't you know tardy. so you condense a year like a school year into two weeks <laughs> that's what it was what the hell like what are you gonna learn and like the, what a sham it's like you're right? yeah like, it was such bullshit like you I mean, were I bad do, all year now you're gonna do punishment because <laughs> summer schools suck that class actually yeah. i saw some stupid shit in summer school because i did it two summers in a row and the summer before you were in that one i guess was that your freshman into sophomore year something i don't know why i was there because everyone was older yeah i was that would have been my sophomore to junior year between but the year before that i remember this one dude you know they gave you breaks throughout the day and there was a bunch of people huddled in the in one of the locker banks and they're like yeah go ahead do it do it and this one dude looked like he had long straggly hair he was like an albino dude from <laughs> from the hearst and he's standing there and, and so the hearst is short for lake, lake hearst, hearst new yes, jersey lake hearst, yeah. sorry and this kid we're all standing there he puts his head down like in a three-point stance, runs all the way across the hall straight into the locker, like with his <laughs> head down. He he fucking hit it, and then he comes up, and his face is all red, and he's laughing. I was on the floor. so fucking stupid. Oh and this, then it, on the way out, the kid gets, you know, he walks by, and like somebody comes, a teacher comes and breaks it up. Get out. Where you're going to go. Go where you're going to go, whatever you're doing. And the kid just takes his head and, like, bang your head, and he slammed it into the locker once and then walked away again. Like, I... The stupidity shit. of the shit that went down there. He wasn't there is, like mentally challenged. He was no, just he was like crazy. Obnoxious. He was just one of them dudes that used to hear like like he would eat shit. Like you would tell him to eat shit, he would eat something like a. They watched him one time. He, I heard this was hearsay. I wasn't in front of this kid. But you so hold on. I saw him hold hit on, his head on. in the locker. You said eat shit so casually, uh, like, like it was acceptable. Like, he, like not like he ate turd. I mean, like ate shit in general, like. He, uh, uh, his friends, and he, hey, he uh, said, hey, Bush, eat shit. All right. And this motherfucker swallowed a car ball bearing in the, <laughs> an auto shop once. <laughs> and then they, uh, somebody else told me this story. He used to ride his bike off his roof into his pool, above ground pool. And one a classic story that he jumped off the seaside bridge what? on a dare to the high part of the seaside bridge. And this is, we're talking 
this is a bridge. It's, it, maybe it's 40 feet in the is, air. Is this folklore? Like it, the New Jersey I mean, it devil? Could be, it could be. But <laughs> I remember it was uh, one of friend of ours, an old friend of ours that oh. knew the kid better was talking to him and he's like, tell him about the time. And he's like, no, he swears that they all went on a dare. He jumped off the seaside bridge. Now this is seaside Heights, New Jersey. You all know it. Um, the high side, it's, it's only about 40 feet, but the problem is most really? of Really? That's all? You it think? couldn't be like, yeah. If you look at like the highest point on that, I mean, how much to the no, water? I mean, how many, I mean, boats have to go through it. Yeah. So, well, that, that side, yeah, that side doesn't open. So, I don't know, I, I, 50, 60 feet maybe? Yeah. That's still not crazy to jump into water, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, the problem is the Barnegat Bay is on average about four feet deep all the way around. <laughs> oh, shit. That, he jumped into the boat channel, <laughs> but he still went down. He said apparently he went all the way down and got his feet stuck in the mud. That was the scariest part because he was down on the bottom like, oh, shit, like trying to get his feet out of the mud and then he, Came back up. He survives a suicide uh, jump, and uh, then he gets stuck in the mud. This was just shit. Because he's weighted down by a car ball bearing. <laughs> yeah, it's in his. He never passed the fucking thing. <laughs> Drinking motor oil on a dare with people laughing at him. Oh, and he's Those got shit on his face. Literal. I, oh I, man. I mean, the, yeah, that seems like it could be folklore. But there and was you a wonder lot of, why I repressed our childhood. <laughs> I've just been laughing at it for fucking ever. Like, I feel like every town's got that shit. Everybody's got those. If they're lucky, they have those experiences where it's just you're a bunch of teenage kids in a town where there's not much to do all the time. I mean, drive around. Yeah. At least we got to drive. We could drive around. We can go to Seaside. We can go to these places. I can't imagine what it's like to live in Nebraska. You think that the kids now, do you think that they seek any pleasure in just driving around? I don't think so. I don't think they like Is to drive at all. Is that a thing? I, think, no, I get a we, I'm skewed. I don't have much frame of reference. I may see 21, fresh 21-year-olds in a bar, and they, they're definitely act different. They're not, they're not really right, like, so I need to get fucked up drinking like people that were older. Like and anyone who listens to this after the show, when you, when you hear it this weekend, um, tweet us. Instagram us with a response. Email us Rob's Garage Podcast at Gmail if if kids ride around and drive around I, anymore. I, I feel like most of them don't even care if they get their license. Like they don't I leave don't, the I, house. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's important. It was fucking everything to us. Like holy shit, I'm not gonna fail this test. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna have my license. It's gonna be freedom, and it was. That's what it was like. But I don't know. Uh, we still owe you gas money, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Five regular went a long way back then. Five regular. That was the that was the fucking yeah. constant regular. Like five. There was a. Uh, You'd wait till it got to a quarter tank, and then you're just wait to the if your car was new enough that it had even the like the warning light. Yeah. And then you just roll up five regular. We went to Exxon, that was right outside the neighborhood. Um, we used to go there all the time because it was the neighborhood gas station, and there was a one dude that worked there, and we'd always laugh when we pulled up. He'd be like, five regulator. <laughs> All right. Every time. Five regulator? Yeah. <laughs> We'd have to turn around past Getty to go to Exxon just for that guy. But I thought I thought Getty was the neighbor. Well, my neighborhood was Exxon. Your neighborhood was Getty. Yeah, but then halfway through high school, they built that Exxon. Remember on, on Commonwealth in 37? Right? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. where that guy was. In, at, but maybe we should talk about the Getty. The Getty was a... 
The Getty, yeah. the Getty was like a two-pump gas station. Old school. It looked like it would be out in the middle of the Midwest somewhere. Yeah, like there was always tumbleweeds yeah. around it. It was like a Western little gas station. Service um, center, too. So two brothers owned it. And the two brothers were, you know, one was a classic sort of biker-looking guy. Mm-hmm. He had a little bit more charisma. Uh, you know, he was the front of the house, if you will, right? So is and, that really? Yeah, right. You know, so he was the one that would, if you if you you need a new axle or a flat tire or whatever, you'd go into the service center and and you know you you get uh, Mike, right? Gas station Mike. Yep. Handlebar mustache, salt and pepper hair, his Harley. You know, he just had the gas station thing. Yeah, he definitely did. And then in the garage, you had his brother Ed. Now, Ed was more of an introvert, awkward, had the balding ponytail haircut. Yeah, with the fucking (laughs) Hulk Hogan mustache. Yeah, so handlebar mustache. But, you know, he wanted to be as cool as as Mike, but he wasn't. He probably always did, but uh, because he was weird, though. He was awkward. He was very strange because even at the pump... Now yeah. in New Jersey, for the rest of the country, yeah, the to entire this day, rest of the country, there's no this, other state now. Yeah. Oregon was one, and it's uh-huh. gone now. I think. Yeah. So New Jersey is the last standing state that has a blockbuster, and you can pump your own gas, or <laughs> they, you can't. You can't pump your own gas. Kidding about the blockbuster thing, but uh, so uh, when when Ed had to pump gas, you know, you're an awkward, insecure. That's why introvert. he was there at night. He closed the place when the you would ask. When he would ask, you know, how much gas you wanted. Five regular. All right. Good enough. Good, yeah, he did not. <laughs> he just. Good, he, enough, good enough. Five dollars. Thank you. Like, yeah. He was like some carnival worker. Yeah, he, exactly. He was a little, he was a little heavier than his brother. He was older. He was a little out of shape. <laughs> he didn't. Like, his brother definitely looked like the sons of anarchy oh, kind of dude. En- good enough. Okay. Fill, no- fill it to the top. Right to the brim. Getty Eddie. <laughs> Yeah, you know, 89 cents, 99 cents. Yeah, that's what the Once shit. it broke a dollar, you know, like the world went crazy. And then somehow, it, I don't remember in between, but it went from that to three. I'm like, what the fuck? Let's listen to us. Five old yeah, I know, guys. I know, it's what it sounds like. Old We're guys. nostalgia about fucking gas stations. If like, we were our parents doing this, we would be like around the coffee t- or around the table with a crumb cake and and, and I know, yeah. And tea. Like, <laughs> after the party's winding down all or the, the dinner kids, party, yeah. yeah, all the kids are in front of the TV, lying down an inch apart from the screen, and then the phone rings and it has a seventeen foot cord onto it. <laughs> so you just like <laughs> he wants to say hi for Thanksgiving. Pass the stupid thing around. No, it's N M. It's N M. Crumb cake. It was the same shit, though. Yeah, coffee. You're done with your wine. Here's some coffee. Have your dessert. Oh, and we just talked. We just talked for all night. And we, <laughs> you remembered when $5 went a long way in your gas tank? Yeah, that, There's going to be a point. Remember crumb cake? I feel like that's, that's you think now that would a go away. Oh, uh, Entenmann's almost went under, but somebody bought it, I think, and saved it. They that's the good old days with crumb cake and radio. Crumb cake. Crumb cake sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what kind of what kind of dessert is that? You know, let's serve something that will dry out your mouth and then make a mess everywhere. That's great for company. You had the ones the uh, crumb yeah. cakes where it's like ninety percent fucking cinnamon crumb? rock and like a little thin layer of cake underneath it because of crumb crumb you crumb. <laughs> Do you remember midget? 
midget. Yeah. yeah. The, the stupid town and country bakery or whatever, Friedman's or what it was around the corner from your, uh, the, yeah. The donuts. Yeah. The people, oh. the, the coffee shops, man, that, that, uh, and it's not like Seattle coffee shops where it's hip kind of like no, old the, school, the, greasy spoon diner. The only thing old about it was, you know, the coffee and the people. Yeah. <laughs> especially where we lived. I remember that, uh, Flamingo Diner. In oh. The Flamingo Diner in Jersey City. Oh, yeah. It was oh, right yeah. near the water. It was open 24 hours. That was a great spot. Yeah, you, you always get something to eat late night. And the, it like, gone? Yeah, I think it's gone. That whole area is different, but there was always one woman in there, like crazy, same woman that uh, uh, she she basically ran the whole, she was, she was behind the counter, she was out on the floor, she was the only one there late night, and all she would talk about is Edgar Casey. Oh, that's what my, it gives like a fucking, what was his, uh, he was like a, uh, you'd have to look him up. He's like a famous, like Nostradamus type thing. I don't remember what his position, but she would just constantly talk to people. That's why I listened to Edgar Casey. <laughs> Predictions of Edgar Casey. Edgar. All right, let's, let's get some. Edgar. She was a flake though. She would talk your ear off. I don't know. Is there is there like real? Uh, no, I don't, not, there's no. I'm not even sure who he was exactly, but he was like some psychic or some shit. Mm. The sleeping prophet. Kentucky in 1877. Hopkinsville, Kentucky, is also famously known as the place where seven million blackbirds congregated in 1975. That's according to the opening scroll in the movie Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. So it's a pretty good source. Anyway, according to the official website for Edgar Casey, his psychic abilities began in childhood, but really his childhood wasn't any different from any other person's childhood. You know, he played with imaginary friends. He memorized the contents of books by sleeping on them. He communicated with his dead grandfather. He was also visited by a woman with wings in the woods one day while he was reading his Bible, telling him that all of his prayers were gonna be answered when he became a missionary. And if you ever want to meet her, come to the Flamingo Diner, the Flamingo. downtown Jersey City. <laughs> the Edgar Casey Diner. <laughs> Edgar Casey, because uh, many times I'd be in there by myself because I had the, the, the night uh, the day off the next day and I'd go around. And find you just wanted to shoot the shit with the. Uh, it was hard in Jersey Marge. City. And the Marge. She should have been a Marge. She really, uh, I mean, every single time she was there and every single time she was talking to somebody about Edgar Casey. Edgar Casey. You want to know a secret? That place was a... The world's going to end in 2020. At the I, was, I don't even remember what his predictions were, just, but she she would go at nauseum. <laughs> Edgar Casey. Wow, I, I was not aware of Edgar. Egg, yeah. So anything you know, else from Seattle happen? Yeah, you know, the, uh, the you, flight out there, though, was really... Uh, I I don't like flying. Mm. And I think maybe it's like the lack of control or whatever. It, I don't know. There's just something about in the now initial did you, part. Did you uh, take, did you I, go rob before I had you a, went out? I had a bag of gummies that I was, I got from out here a while ago. There were 10 milligram yeah. doses on that. But I, yeah, as soon as we got through security, we didn't have much time before the plane took off. So I went right to the bar and ordered two Long Island iced teas because a little buzz with the alcohol, I'm not ashamed to admit it takes away any kind of fear or that sure. little anxiety. Like the now, now, I would in, be independent worried. of the gummies. Yeah, or independent with of the, gum- the gum- oh, No, okay. the gummies I had in my carry-on. Got I it. Just so 
Right. I uh, because I can't imagine. You always hear these stories of like, yeah, I was on a plane, and I freaked out, I had a panic. Exactly. Well, no shit, you did. You can't. Yeah. Like you're in a confined space for six hours across country in a tube, and you're going to take a psychedelic drug yeah. that. You know the worst thoughts possible are going to be prone yeah, to exactly. Yeah. That's exactly the worst why idea. I didn't start with that. I didn't even plan on that. I just oh. had them in case. But I usually have a couple of drinks because it takes yeah, that edge yeah. off, and you're like, you know, the plane could be going down, and I'll be like, yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> Long Island iced tea. Yeah, because I haven't had. Wow. I had no time. I'm like, I need more bang for my buck right yeah. now. I just need to get a little buzz, and it worked. And you know, the plane takes off where we're in premium seating. So it was just that little subsection between, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so the drinks were free. So I had a couple of, uh, Woodford reserves. Delta, you flew Delta. Uh, no, we were on, uh, Al- Air Alaska. Oh, those which was nice. Nice as yeah. hell. Really? Cause those, that's, they bought Virgin. So oh, they, yeah, yeah. how the hell did they buy Virgin? I would think Alaska air would be a small thing. And Virgin was pretty yeah. enormous. Was it not? Well, the Eskimos like the British. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they, but it, yeah, throughout the flight, I got a drink here. There, just nursed this little buzz, and then mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck it!" So I started dipping into oh the gummies. Boy. Oh boy! I think by the time we landed, I ate eight of them. Jesus, Rob! 80. Holy hell! <laughs> and so I, okay, so two, and and I'm sure they were like sixteen ounce Long Island iced teas. Right? They were, yeah. Two of those. How many Woodfords? Probably. So those are two ounce shots. They give you yeah, or two probably and a half. four. So okay, so those are like two normal bar drinks. Yeah. All right. So you're four heavy duty drinks in, mm-hmm. altitude high. So you're you put an escalator on on your APV there, mm-hmm. right? And then this is a f- direct flight, five out, six yeah. hours, mm-hmm. called six hours. Yeah. So by the time you're in Kansas, you're three edibles in. I don't, you know what? It might have been more at the end. I mean, because I was at that point, I was, you get that dopey, it's the beer were, muscles or you whatever were, you were just call like it. the cookie monster. It, 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 it was like, no, I took a couple of them. It, uh, I'm like, because I, I didn't just eat one. So I grabbed like three of them, eat those. And then I'm, after a while, when you start to feel kick in, now I'm really comfortable. Like, this is fucking great. I'm, no problem. <laughs> there's a. There's a uh, a hippie dude. I'm on the end. You didn't care. You were in the middle seat. Uh, at that no, point. no. I, I'm <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Helen was in the. Uh, Helen's next to me in the middle seat. She's. Uh, and then there's a hippie dude, like an old, like, mountain man hippie guy next to her, which is perfect. They're fucking talking. They're, oh my she's God, getting yeah. recommendations. He lived in Spokane. He actually lived in Idaho, but he, uh, his girlfriend, the hippie girl that was in front of him. These are older. They had to be in their sixties, and she lived in Spokane. But they're, you know, he's. It was totally fine. Like you know, yeah. it was just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, he might have even seen me. Just open the bag. I'm like, he, being out there, he would know what it was. But uh, the the further we went, the more comfortable <laughs> I got. And then the, you know, just because it was just stupidity at that point, I just ate the rest of them. But it didn't, you know. So by the time. We were picked up and went to my brother-in-law's house. We were, I was. Now, what time of day was it? We flew out of here at 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock. 5 p.m. or a.m.? 5 p.m. Wow. Okay. So you got there there right around what? Like 10, like 9 or 10 or something like that. Wow. I think that, yeah. So. And, and, And you were 
lucent. Yeah. Like you could. I w- yeah, I was fine. I'm not, I don't know. Maybe tolerance. I don't know how that works with that stuff yet, but I Shit. clearly have you're, a tolerance. You're on like. And edibles just don't, they just don't hit me like other people. Wow. We Now, case in point, we were at dinner with a couple the weekend before we went and I had gotten through various resources, these Bags of these things called Stony Patch Kids looks exactly like <laughs> Sour Patch Kids on the on the book. It's fucking stupid and it's hilarious, but there it, it's the exact same bu- size bag, exact same everything except for it doesn't say sour. It says Stony. Oh man! And they, uh, you were gonna you'll hear it more and more certainly when it gets legalized and and everybody's gonna make the mistake of I ate it, I didn't feel it, of so course. I ate another that's, one. That's, that's like, like one hundred and one. Yeah, and I. I've been, I've done that and I, w- I wasn't worried either. So these, these things came on sh- strong and fast, which was completely foreign to me, Right. but they didn't last long. They kind of dissipated. We were at, uh, we were at dinner with a couple that my wife knew the girl. And so I got to, you know, I met her husband. Uh, we saw him at a campground last mm-hmm. year. I've been to dinner with him before. So we know him fairly well. They own, he started selling coasters. Like they found, they take old wetsuits, chop them up, and they make these neoprene coasters. And you know they put logos on them yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. And a lot of his his uh, clients or the places he went to were head shops, head shops, and like mm. dead or fish festivals, like that kind of like jam band stuff. And he, uh, so now they actually own a kiosk on LBI. It's a head shop. So it, he's well versed in, yeah. you know, he's not new yeah. to this. Yeah. We're at dinner and I had him, and he, he's like. He, he reminds me of Owen Wilson. I don't know why. He just like there's something oh so Owen Wilson about him. He's like I don't know, man, bro. I'm kind of sensitive to edibles. I'm like, well, you could have one if you want. And if oh. not, and he's like, you know, what, I'll take it. And then halfway through dinner, he's in the middle of a conversation, and then he just goes white, and he can't talk anymore. And he's like, and he, he had Holy maybe two shit. Miller Lights. That was it. And then this edible. This stupid <laughs> stony patch kid. But he swore he was sensitive to it. And I'm yeah. thinking people just talk like that. But he, yeah. he fucking went white for a while. He couldn't talk. He was like, eventually Helen's like, gives him a, a soda. Like, drink this. He didn't want to. Yeah. He drank a ginger ale. And I'm telling you, within five minutes, he was back. Like, his blood sugar Whoa. dropped or something like that. But he, it was really funny. I mean, it's funny in hindsight. Because he, he Cause went he white. He just Like, he was in mid-conversation. And he just was like, and then he was staring. And the, the complete <laughs> awkward with the other three of us, like, what the fuck yeah. are we doing now? That would be me. Yeah. That, that, that would be me. So it, I don't know how to figure the edible thing at all. I don't know what factors into it. but You I, know, I guess it's like anything else, you know, based on your DNA and your, your makeup and, and how things, because I, I think more and more with the education of marijuana, mm-hmm. you know, it's not... And it's, it's no longer just a polar, you know, like it's bad, it's good. It's like, listen... Like alcohol, people have different tolerances. Yeah, oh and, my God. And, you know, the strands. And and so I don't care what anyone says. Like, if, you know, you could be the greatest curator of all the different strands and what have you and, and tell someone that, oh, okay, if you have anxiety, you can do this. Yeah. Like, if your body makeup doesn't agree with it. And it could be like That's traditional I, medicine, too. You know, like my dad, what he was saying with the Percocets, yeah. where it just sent him to the moon and physically reacted to it. I don't know. I'm numb then because it doesn't. It, yeah. but I'm, and Shit. I kept, I, I, 
keep trying to say this, but I keep uh, forgetting or getting sidetracked. We go down. I know what I'll do when it, the dispensary is on the corner. My newest thing will be just go buy the vial of two pre-rolled joints. <laughs> and it was, they were beautifully packed little. Cause I asked, I asked the yeah. girl, I'm like, I want that stupid old school. Like when you're your kid getting high with your friends and you, all you do is laugh. And she's like, all right, I think this will work. This is what it's some lemon. And the shit smelled like lemon. When you open it, you pop yeah. it. It's a glass vial with a sp- uh, twist off cap, but it has a seal. So you can tell if it's broken. I, you know, I sniffed it. It was really, really pungent lemon smell to it. Mm-hmm. And sitting around the campfire in the backyard. Just giggling. Yeah, good well, it it, it kind of got there. It was just me and, and well, you're uh, by yourself. brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like the, the larger group. And it was more like of a heavier atmosphere. So it didn't really get yeah. to that. But uh, that's that would be it. I'd be the guy that stops there every other day and buys the fucking pre-rolled joints yeah forget the cards it re- but my point was when i was getting to that is if i smoke one of those i go if i smoke flour it um and high right really high yeah <laughs> but the edibles just don't do what they do to other people huh, to maybe you metabolize it differently it's and it's gotta be why would i be able to take 80 milligrams and that's crazy yeah because unless normally you bullshit. people people take the suggestion is you 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 eat half mm-hmm and yeah. then the other half. Yeah, exactly. It, it, now I'm I'm way past that. I got past. And you're that. like half the bag to start. Yeah, then I, the other. Because <laughs> I w- I was talking to the bud tender and I'm like I've seen things. You know, obviously we live in on the East Coast where it's not legal, but the uh, I've seen packages and maybe it was Colorado. Maybe there's a big difference between the two mm-hmm. states. It was like a it's a square package of a, a gummy. Now the whole. The whole gummy is maybe, it's, it's not like you think uh, individually packed gummies. This is like a, a square, maybe the size of a brownie. Like the people would cut this. Like it's, it's not chopped up into little things. It's one solid piece of gummy. And the whole gummy is 350 milligrams. So you kind of yeah. just eat at your own yeah. peril. I haven't seen them since, so I don't know if that's something that's changed. But Seattle, I believe, or Washington State, I think it has to be limited to 10 milligram doses in those bags. So right. with gummies, right. like you can't, you can't right. have a piece that's going to be. Unless you have uh, Joey Diaz's connect. Oh really? Why right. he's got to. Allegedly. Yeah. Like he calls them um, death stars. And really? I think this, the one gummy is like a hundred milligram. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. That's Just more one like a piece of candy. Yeah. It, now this was a big piece of candy that I saw that, that I've purchased maybe once or twice a couple of years ago. And the shit was 350 milligrams. And, uh, because I remember one moron that I worked with at the bar. He doesn't work there anymore. It, somebody gave him one for his birthday, and he ate three quarters of the fucking thing. And he was literally comatose on a, a bar stool, just like he. Yeah. Like he. I can't even imagine like being trying to be social or. Yeah, he was. This kid was social idiot like. 101 i mean he was right. annoying right. The, he it took him way out of the game but he couldn't get home so he was stuck there just like Ugh. i was like why did you t- why did you <laughs> eat all of that dude so i'm just i'm still trying to gauge how this stuff works or how it how it uh so what 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 was your grab on your way home so what do you have now from seattle i i got those those uh, a few of those uh little visine type bottles called zoots okay those the liquid stuff we grabbed some some gummies and there were there they look like cough drop uh 
bags. Yep. Like it's, it, there's usually 10 of them in there. It's a hundred milligram bag, 10 doses, 10 milligrams each. And then I, because of, I wasn't going to take flour back. I wasn't going to buy flour right. and bring right. it back here. Dog can smell that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then it, apparently you could smell the, the whole suitcase anyway, according to the bloodhounds in my family. Like, oh my God. But, uh, um, Mostly carts, cartridges, yeah. the oils, because they're... And you, you ran the spectrum of the... Yeah, I did. I yeah. grabbed one of each, so I got about six of them, and they were... Uh, because they go, they last longer, they work, they're mobile. It's just the most practical thing I could do to illegally mule it back to New Jersey, yeah. which I was a l- slightly concerned about. I'm like, I'm, I'm putting it all in my bag. I'm putting it, it, it took, so the, the carts and everything, they have their little vials almost. You just take the outer packaging off of them and stuff them in there. They're tiny. The, uh, the bags of gummies, there was maybe four of them. Okay. And I stuffed those in there and then maybe three or four of those vial bottles with the, uh, and then there's these tins of mints. See that this is also an educational podcast. In, in how to properly we, transport. We <laughs> We're not going to implicate you here, Rob. No, but. You, I basically, um, <laughs> I go out on a limb. I don't even call it a limb. I just don't, I, I did it. It was real. I don't find it was morally wrong in any way. Anybody who brings it to me, we can have an argument about. I don't give a shit. I don't really respect that law anymore. I don't want any part of it. Oh, man. if the, I, You know, once we get our live stream up and going, and we'll take some call-ins. Take some call it. Some but real conservatives here. So we did on this show, I think, look at the TSA Instagram Instagram account. account. That's right. And they don't full disclosure. They don't look for that they stuff. They quote don't look for it. Yeah. Not that make not that, that means it's legal. No, they just that's not their concern. And right. so I gambled with that and we got off the plane and it worked it it definitely was. There was parts of the uh sitting around at seven AM, six AM mm-hmm. waiting to leave there in the airport where I'm like just waiting for somebody that went through the bag and they're going to call me up. On the did you have speaker. the blessed 7 a.m. airport beer? I did. I had uh, rum. I went to the <laughs> beer. Because I'm yeah. serious. Like, I've learned, I've flown enough. I'm not, like, avid, like, all the time like you are. Yeah. But I don't like that feeling of loss of control, maybe. And, and, yep. and the uh, takeoff part is the part that I like the least. You know, when it's quiet, you hear different noises from the engine while it's doing this and that. And, and and as soon as they, everybody gets up, it's fine with me. We flew back once with a friend of ours who actually works for airlines and I was flying back from, I don't remember where. He sounds like an asshole. (laughs) So we're, they diverted around Washington DC because of a, uh, of a uh, storm or something like that. And it got a little bumpy. And when I see the stewardess, like locked in a flight attendant and they look a little worried and I'm like, fuck, but yeah. I, you know, and then we got off the plane and I was, I was really nervous that I don't remember where we came back from. I can't, it might've been LA, mm-hmm. but I got sandwiched cause I flew standby. I got sandwiched between two old ladies in the middle seat. Oh, on the and way they were back. nervous wrecks. No, they were fine, but I was drinking fucking gin and tonic left and right. And I just <laughs> kept getting them and, and I didn't care about the, the, yeah. the way it looked. It was an evening flight, too. It wasn't 7 a.m. But And then when we got off the plane, our friend was like, uh, he's like, yeah, that was fun because of the bumps. I'm like, what do you mean that was fucking fun? <laughs> like, the bumps broke up the monotony? Fuck that. <laughs> here's, here's a real important question, Rob. Are you a a clapper when you land? 
No. <laughs> God no. Oh man. Put them right put them right next to adult skateboarders. I, Landing clap. You still hear people do that? Oh if, my goodness. That's how often I I mean I've got everything. And you know, I'm so oblivious. Like ignorance is bliss to me. Yeah. Like, I get on. I've got my noise canceling headphones, my laptop. I'm right to work. I'm reading. I'm. I'm just like. I'm in the zone, right? Like yeah. it's, it's just a routine. I'm. What noises, creaks, cracks, all that? I, no clue what's going yeah. on. I, you, you know, there I'm there could be a full jihad in the cockpit, and I wouldn't know and or care. Just <laughs> like I'm in my space, and I'm like that <laughs> after a, fo- a couple drinks. So that's why I do it yeah. to get into that space. But I, but I will say. On my fifty-second day without booze, it's been um, it's been different. It, it's been remarkable, honestly, to to fly because I I would have my requisite, you know, flight bourbon. Yeah, and it was just like, of course, you know, the, the flight attendant comes. What would you like? And mm-hmm. sure, um, but it's 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 a whole different experience without it in terms of productivity. <laughs> Not uh, to sound nerdy or anything. No, but it, it makes sense. It, and and it's like that's my diversion, right? Well, it's just. That's yeah. part of the the drawback to what I do is and it's usually I'm traveling. I'm not traveling for work. I'm traveling for vacation. So it's yeah. not, I got to take into consideration. Am I driving when we land? Yeah. Or are yeah, we, yeah. you know, are we That's taking funny. a trip? I haven't taken a, a personal flight since. Um, really? Se- yeah. It's all been work related. So, so. yeah, it, huh. it, I get off the plane and I got to worry about whether we're driving or not. And if I'm not, like I knew we wasn't driving here. So it, it was like, yeah, just go ahead and, uh, but it, it can ruin that first night, day, or whatever. You know, yeah. like you'd be like, yeah. you let you stop drinking, and all of a sudden that headache comes on and yep. it screws you. I, I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not as excited about alcohol as I was as a younger person. But yeah, it's still. It, sometimes it's utilitarian, and that fucking definitely works. For yeah, me. yeah, absolutely. I think that's also been a part of um, my experience. You know, through this experiment. Yeah. Is the weird codependency, well, almost the habit and ritual of drinking. Yeah. You yeah. know, for me, right? It, it was more ritualistic than like, oh, I'm a raging alcoholic. Because I, I never felt I, that, I right? Would, like, I'm not that. Nor and, have I, and, honestly. And, uh, and I didn't do this to be a part of a 12-step program no. or anything. This was more, of, we talked about, yeah. like, the personal challenge. But it, it, it is pretty remarkable to see how routine it it. it has been in my life for so uh, long. When you get behind it and you're looking at it from a different yeah. angle. Yeah. yeah, where, you know, in every sort of touch point of my life, there was always a drink involved. I, it's so true. I mean, it, it's it's it, it's everywhere. It's it's glorified. It's it's promoted. It's, yeah. and it's, it's cultural. It's really, it's a social, cultural thing in this yeah. country that, in this country, this world, basically. I mean, there's tons of countries that are yeah, like I mean, that as well. Is, yeah, there's other cultures that it's even more, more yeah. pervasive. And But it's funny, though, because when I leave the office, I walk down Walnut Street, and there's a strip of Walnut Street where it's just Irish pub, Irish pub, Irish oh, pub, yeah, Irish no, pub. And now that the holiday season is, is Oh, they're here, all decorated with the lights. And, and, the, and it's like everyone's drinking and like the holiday cheer and all of that. And it's like, uh. Why are you, are you jonesing here and there? Or are you? You know, it's funny. I, I um, And that's where maybe you know, in full transparency, it's like, oh, maybe I did have more of a thing with booze because it's like, I'll catch myself like, oh, yeah. like I'd love to like grab a beer with buddies right now and just, I know, it, it, you know, and I, uh, same, I didn't but do But then again, there's days. nothing wrong with that because it wasn't like I was downing 15 beers and then no, like getting into a fight in, in my car and then driving into a tree. And I see the people <laughs> that, that are the problem, you know, yeah. that are, have the problem. Yeah. 
in front of me all the time and there's they're just like they got to feed the monkey kind of feeling that's yeah. a different yeah. that's a totally I, I haven't really felt that way i've stopped here and there not as well, not 52 sp- days but speaking it's, of drinking uh you brought in some mickeys today. yeah old school this mickeys reminds me of philly because there was a guy when i was living out here in back in 94 who used to drink it all the time in the 40s not, not rocky's mick no not rocky's <laughs> mick. this was the uh we used to get it delivered from I don't know if it was the Big Apple Deli on 21st or mm. somebody else used to deliver the 40s to our apartment. It was a pizzeria or something that... Nice. And the original Go Puff? Yeah, and they always had some guy who was, you know, kind of down on his luck. Selling Coke under the pizza? Yeah, or <laughs> it, usually, it looked like a homeless guy would usually deliver it. Like, they just had some guy working there as a delivery guy, and he would bring it up to an apartment full of teenagers. Uh, like Let me five, get a sip. Five, six 40s in a bag. <laughs> And he's just like, ah, y'all party. And then they, yeah. they didn't care that we were all underage and never carded. But yeah, this. So then one, and the one kid used to order, always get Mickey's. Always. That's funny. Mickey's. And I was not expecting that to come out of your bag when you, no. when you arrived. I but stopped in Camden. I like that they kept it authentic. You know, the, the grenades are still there. The logo's the same. How's it taste? The Hornet is still uh, on the cap. It's. Compared to what you think, like, I think I said the same thing with the Colt 45 on the first episode. It's not as bad as I remember it, but okay. I wouldn't go out of my way to get this again. Yeah. It was just funny. Yeah. And it was the other, I stopped at the other place in Camden, not the ones mm. we always stop at. This one was the one I remember. It's real close to the road. Like, it's, it's you know, you back it's, out and you're out on. Yeah, that's that's the one where I picked up. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, like, episode three. Okay. Where, yeah, yeah. Because they had the dedicated 40s cooler, yeah, right? Yeah, now it's... A, but they also had fucking glass, like like a bank teller or something, or not a bank right. teller, but like... Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Protective yeah, glass. Yeah, it was protective glass, yeah. and they were talking through a little microphone. How did, did you pay cash? I did. All right, so that's in their wheelhouse. God forbid if you paid debit card. Uh, they, no, they're they, all hooked up. No, they know <laughs> what they're doing now. The glass isn't there anymore. They, oh. It's... It, I know, you always feel taboo because of the conversations we have off this about race and the things you talk about it's it's an asian owned liquor store hi this is rob <laughs> both of them are and they're in a very rough neighborhood like mm-hmm. camden, camden is probably one of the worst cities Murder in this country capital so they were you know they're they have a rightfully so where they're worried about the shit that could happen because the when we used to stop there and it wasn't all the time it was once every couple of years on the way to Philly or sometime when we were in Philly because of the damn blue laws, we had to leave and go to Camden on a Sunday to get mm, beer. Oh, that's right. Yep. Cause it was early and Quaker uh, laws, Quaker laws. You, that's can, what, you can blame William Penn for that one. Yeah. Jackass. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, I've been offered Coke out in front or <laughs> I've been offered everything out in front of that place. And it used to have, it used to have, I don't know if it was bulletproof glass, but it was glass around yeah. them out there. It's not anymore. It's like the family owns it and the family works it. Like there's a guy in the back just watching all the time, just watching like, you know, they have pictures of like shoplifters. The want, yeah, wanted. Hey, is there a picture of uh, Dollar Bill for him being missing? I haven't seen him. Mm, or his look. picture. Damn it. MIA. One yeah, day. But One that, day. Th- th- it was there. I wanted to grab that. I looked hard in hell because those places that look old and dingy like that too because it's beat up. It's a ghetto liquor store. I really... Thought, and I know it's not around anymore, but I thought maybe I might get lucky and find a bottle of Brass Monkey somewhere in there, the oh, human shit. lean cocktails. Yeah. But I don't know what happened to that. I can't believe that would fall off. 
That'll that'll be amazing. The day that you pull a brass monkey off brass the shelf, monkey. walk into the parking lot, and then get a blowjob <laughs> <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the story of the, oh, of the podcast. Man. Oh man! Well, it's listen, man. We're we're at our time. All it's right. good that we're back. You get the exit song. Um, the exit song. I mean, I, I guess if you want to if you want to end it on brass monkey. Uh, uh, no, nah, don't do that. Yeah, that one. It's kind of a horrible song. <laughs> I don't get. I don't always defer to license to ill that often. No, no. But you just got to pull the samples. How about uh, uh, Pete? What are you? Uh, what are you looking on YouTube or is it? No, Apple Music. See if I and I comes up. Is that? It might be under E Y E or no, I, I. just I and I. Oh, one word. Yeah. If not, look up Pete Rock. I and I. Yeah, that's not center of a, oh yeah. Yeah, center of attention. That's it. Uh that's a good one. Uh check out either to heat to each his own. That features Q tip on there. And the other one I heard just recently that I remember. So there's uh, no more words, step up yeah, twice. Mind over matter or to each his own. To each his own is a is a better one. To I, I'm not seeing that. No? Not on that album. It's, it's Pete Rock and I and I. Yeah. Hip hop underground soul classics. Yeah, it's not on there. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not seeing it. Uh, maybe you sure that's the name of the, yeah, the song? To each his own. Yeah. All right, let me type that in. There we that's go. Some, yeah, there we go. A, All right, hold on. This is a. Uh, Pete Rock's younger brother's rap group. This okay. album, uh, Never Saw the Light of Day. They made this album, and then the record company shelved it in 1995. Okay. Don't know why it never made the light of day. I couldn't find that, but uh, and they never made another one. This but is it, an exclusive. So it, it, now if you look it up on Spotify and stuff, it, it default. They re it finally released it, I don't know how long ago, but it's under Pete Rock. He did all oh, the beats large, for it. Large so. Professor and Q-Tip. Yeah. All right, All right this down. is number 26, uh, approaching the holiday season and the one-year anniversary. We'll have to dig back. I know it, it was towards the end. It was after Christmas, right? No, it was, it was December 23rd. It was the... Uh, see that? Or 22nd the or 23rd. brain on Brad. I remember it was Rob's right before memory. Christmas. Yeah, it was 23rd. 23rd. Or 22nd or 23rd, yeah. All right. Well, we're exactly a month away then. Anniversary show. All right. Well, hopefully we'll be... Uh, full. Back to full mass here uh, with, the, with the crew. All right, Rob, this is fun. Yeah. Welcome back. All right, so we're going to leave you with some Pete Rock and I and I and to each his own. Peace. Peace. Vibrations from my voice bring life to microphones If I make wrong moves then I'm headed for the dead zone Your head's flown and it's a crazy mess You should have fessed when it came time to test the best So next up is the one the non-half-stepper The keeper of the door Healer of the lepers, controller of the greed seed With no ego to feed, cause I stays level-headed Vocabulary embedded up in the dome I'm bound to crush Rome and let my spirit roam free 
see It's the G, bring it to you in the physical Coming through with the crucial raw material I entertain each time I'm in the session Leaving brothers guessing, yo what's that sound? Got them wishing they was on this pitcher's mound Throwing down I and I vibrations over plump tracks Most of y'all clown cats couldn't match that Touch this, I don't think you should attempt to Cause if you do, of course I got to exempt you From getting any clout no doubt, to each his own. To each own. Each his own, watch out, cat. Niggas fake gas to get a dollar bill. The choices made, they choose the ill. Inside him in Gomorrah, survival is a horror. Scrans is making movies trying to be top scorer. And he really don't give a rat's ass who he goes through. He's a big boy, he bites all he could chew. But yo, I eat on plates with hip hop written on it. Pete Rock, the group, iron eye, shitting on it. Lyrically impressive, ain't no second guesses. The most popping shit talker is the one who stresses. And you see the abstract with a tight lip carry. Speaking on my piece, and my soul is heaven varied. Some a microphone, a dialogue. It answers back with a whole lot of love. Complimented with claps. I'm on some romance shit. My peak is not yet reached, so I'ma mind my own and think of each to each his own. Excuse me, I'm here to earn me a buck or two. Now take a chance with life or lose a fucking you. All your friends, your fly will rock pretend. Used to be shy, but now you wanna be my spins on the DL. This is flowing swell for a second, but if I'm catching right, how many others is she stepping in the sack with? Guess I better get a prophylactic. Back to the crib in case I smack it. Bad tactic, cause the gym had caught a flat. Plus the boots, they wasn't even all of that. Now it's hectic. I'm getting to the joint to get injected. Busted the fact that I'm infected. So check it out. Yeah, when you're with these chicks and they spread out with skins enough to take your head out, use precaution, cause hookers packing death behind the zip. Peace to the guards and watch your dick. To each his own. To each his own. Niggas is sold by the full blown brother who can never be a clone. Large pro. So fuck your bullshit, hard show. I'm rapping with the weapon. My whole squad glow like a diamond. So don't share, fam. I have to climb it. That ass like a truck, leaving niggas just struck like a lightning bolt. The cast flow goes right in the boat. In the end, peace to Lynn Times, Tennessee low. The whole I and I is my people. So sit back, relax, and just listen while we pull. The monies and honeys, fake fours get thrown. To each his own, to each his own. To each his own, to each his own. 